What's good with you? Thanks for joining me. I'm Johan Francis, CSCS, and welcome to my show, Ego Killer. Here on the show, we discuss all the moves you need to make inside the gym to help you literally move and function better outside in life. Inside the gym, we look for places to apply gratitude. We're thankful for lifting every day that we're able to bang out a beautiful workout, a bomb workout. You go ahead and point your fingers up to the sky and thank the universe. Thank whoever it is you need to thank, right, in the spiritual realm for another amazing workout. Gratitude fuels the spirit. The spirit fuels the mind, the mind, the body. This is the transitive reach of us working inside the gym. And so every time we get to do that and we get to move in the way that we're supposed to, we should feel better about the things we just accomplished. We should feel better about ourselves and our life. Part of that involves us getting past those sticking points, the ones that we perceive coming up and the other ones that pop up out of nowhere, as a matter of fact. And that's why we're here to kind of teach each other how to kill the ego. And it's my hope that every episode you learn a little something, something that you go to apply today that helps you get over the hump. So today, we're going to talk about what happens when you hit a little bit of a rut. And this can happen and it happens for everybody. It happens for professional athletes. Where you hit a rut, things become really samey inside the gym. You're kind of tired of seeing the same folks. You're tired of seeing the same equipment. Your sets and reps, they start to meld together. You forget how many reps you did. Don't matter anymore, right? Things can become stale. This is just kind of the experience of being human. It's the experience of being active is we let oftentimes comfortability dominate. And what happens is our gym life can get kind of samey. It gets really samey in the gym sometimes. There's no one to blame about that. That's kind of the nature of the world, right? When our gym life becomes a little bit stale, there's a lot of things we can do to shake it up and make the gym life back to being fresh. We all remember times in our life where there were events coming up. We had, you know, we had a wedding, you know, we had a vacation, we had maybe something more competitive. You had an actual medal or trophy that you wanted to win, right? Or maybe you were helping somebody else get to that pinnacle in their fitness and athletic careers. Whatever it might be, you all remember how fun and exciting it was to get in there and train, right? You all remember that. This brings to mind a time I remember being maybe like 10 years ago. I remember I was training for a competition. I had a lot of coaching changes. I had, well, I only had one coach. But I went from having no no coach to having a coach who was my friend. And having a coach who's a homie is great because you get all the little insights. And there's no lies, right? There's no mincing words between you and the, and the homie and the people because they're going to tell you exactly what's what. Like your jab looked a little soft. Like we need to get that on point. At least it was for me. You could translate this into whatever sport you need to. But for me, it was cool having a friend train. Train me and be my coach. But what happened eventually was in this particular tournament was – well, when the tournament came around, my friend was nowhere to be seen. But I remember leading up to that because there was so much shifts, because there was a big, um, you know, I went from not having him around to having him there, and then he disappeared and came back. 
I was always into lifting, and this was obviously for kickboxing, and I would lift a lot. And I remember at one point getting into the gym, you know, and, you know, my girlfriend at the time was like, I came in, it was Monday, and on Monday I always do it, did Olympic lifting, like clean snatches. I remember I was super cranky because it was a week before this competition. I had been training for a while on and off, and I remember she looks at me and she goes, uh, something wrong? And I'm like, I just want to get this done and leave. Because week after week after week of the same place of lifting, especially, it got to be the samey, same type stuff. Does this ever happen to you guys? Where just the thought of putting another plate on the bar makes you just like wretch <laughs> because it just feels so boring. You've done this before. I imagine that that feeling must happen to you if you're not even in a space where the lifting is really high level. Maybe you're just kind of intermediate with it or you're even a beginner. That could be really frustrating and samey. Sometimes when we go to the gym and the gym's like, yo, you got the same machines. Machines are designed to be very quotidian and samey, right? They're designed to be that way. And you go in and you're like, okay, which pin should I, should I do the 70 pin or the 80 pin today? I can get very samey. Lifting in the gym gets samey. I'm sure you guys have had, can relate to that. Lifting just can get really boring, especially when you put it in the context of fun things. Olympic lifting. You pop that thing overhead, you get down into your deep squat. Some of you guys were all up in the CrossFit for a while, and you were doing your weightlifting and cardio at the same time. That, that could be fun for you guys. You need to do the pull-ups with the legs flying, right? Sometimes you guys were all into, maybe you're not even into going into the gym. You do that as a supplement. Your gym exists. You know, you're out there on the, I don't know, you guys play, um, Tennis, you're out swinging golf clubs, some pickup ball. Maybe that's where you get down, right? But getting inside the gym, inside the gym, it can get really same, and that could put a lot of us off because sometimes being inside the gym and lifting for our strength is a menial job. It's a thankless one. Lifting, look, it's thankless. Let's be real, but it's wholly rewarding at the end of the day. Nobody's going to thank you for lifting weights and getting stronger. Nobody's going to thank you for it. It's thankless. And if you think about a lot of menial jobs in life, I mean, aside from being like, you know, those folks out there right now that are out picking our vegetables and fruits out in the um, the Fertile Valley here. I know in California, a lot of parts of a lot of other states, if you're doing that type of menial labor, not so thankful, right? But a lot of jobs where you're applying menial tasks, pretty thankful, right? You're thankful that someone did all the, you know, got their hands all busted up so that you can enjoy some of the fruits of their labors. But lifting ain't one of them. No one's going to thank you because it can get very samey. But it is the most rewarding thing ever to work on yourself, to get stronger, to feel a pump. All of that is great, and it feels phenomenal, doesn't it? So... At times where lifting gets samey and it feels like you're just putting on, you know, you're clocking in once again and you're just going to make it to the end of your shift and then you're going to peace out, right? You can get trite AF with the quicks. So we're going to talk today about three meta shifts that we're going to make so your samey lifting days become more exciting and more fresh, Okay. Most of you have an experience with lifting weights or getting stronger where it's all about splits. 
You do your upper body on Monday. You go back to it on Thursday. You do the back and the buys. You do the pullers and the pushers, whatever it is. Sets and reps melting into each other. You forget which is which. That gym environment, right? You already know. You know all the curves of the gym mural that everybody walks by every single day. You know what I mean? Hopefully the experience, if you're in one of those big box joints, is the staff. Maybe you got trainers and people that liven up the daily. I know for me, when I'm doing any type of uh, martial art and then I go into the lifting gym, it's like I really have to get cracking and move around to feel excitement, to feel energized, right? Um, I imagine that if we don't have a firm grasp on how many reps and sets we're doing, it can get samey. We need to shift at that point. We need to shift. We need to understand that change is the crux of development inside the gym. Change is where progressive overload happens. We, de- we are implored. We implore ourselves to not just, you know, stravage around the gym, but to actually have a plan when we go up in there so that it's never the same. To put ourselves under progressive overload. Change in that spot is where it's the when we get stronger. And so it's important for us to experience change. Not to just slam the pin into the dip machine and just sit there and crank out dips. It is definitely happens. But maybe, maybe you know, if you're reading a full book and you're on the treadmill, right? And you're not like an exceptional reader or something like that. Like, we should be in a space where doing anything but staying acutely focused on our exercise task is nearly impossible. And that includes reading. And that includes reading like, you know, that includes reading TMZ headlines. I, I It should be very, you should be working out so hard that reading like, Real life headlines is nearly impossible because you're struggling in a positive, beautiful way to seek change. All right. That's what it needs to be when we're in the gym. We need to be in that place. If you're out here reading a full, you're here reading Ann Rand or somebody and you're under, and you're on the treadmill, maybe we're working just enough to get through and that's fine maybe we've accepted that being samey is where we need to be in our daily life but yo i've always believed that the gym is a place where we clock in not clock out we clock in to what we need to do every day this is where we experience full bread full bore changes that last stuff last us a lifetime and we need to make the connections in the gym where we go to feel again not to check out right That's always been why I've wanted to do what I do. And hopefully you guys share similar sentiments there. So we need to shift a little bit. But look, as we shift, we don't want to lose our strength. We still want to procure big strength. But we need to shift it so that, yo, our lifts aren't samey anymore. Here's how we do it. These are meta shifts that you can make. Number one. All right, I'm going to drop three of these. Number one, change your environment. So if you're tired of sets and reps and repeat, sets. You go reps for 10, sets for four, repeat a week later, three days later, two days later. 
one thing that you can do is train in circuits with descending demands on your times under tension. This is what I like to do. I turn the whole thing into a circuit, man. I'm turning the whole thing into a circuit. I turn the whole thing into a circuit. Sometimes I see people doing uh, push-ups right after. And I'm like, oh, I know where you learned that. I know you learned that in county. But I think about it. That's because in county, and I'm being facetious, but that's because in environments where you have constricted workout options or exercise options, you have to get creative. And what happens when you get really creative, you get stronger. You don't want to sit down and waste time. You don't have a phone to text in county <laughs> or any adjacent kind of place or any place where you give yourself less options to screw off and more times to get focused. You get more creative. And what happens is you turn sets and reps into something more useful. What I like to do, again, is descending times under tension. So I'll start out with something really, really heavy. It could be the chest press, the incline press, and I'll do, you know, Low rep counts. I'll do low rep counts. Right away, I'll do something with a big rest in between for higher rep counts, but lighter weight. And I'll do something like maybe I'll do then if it was incline, I'll work with the flies right after that. I'll go with the incline flies right after that. All right. And this is in the front or kind of smashing all of our old gym tenants about letting us rest for X, Y, and Z. Nah, 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 nah. Let's get active. Let's bust it. Let's break a sweat when we do this. So right after that, I might do some flies, hitting different muscle fibers, different times under tension. And then I might go into something for the back, for example. Just so that while I'm pressing for chest, and this is just for chest, you could do the same thing with your quads or hamstrings. And I'll go over an example real quick. Now that I just hit my chest, I might want to hit my back. So now that my chest is firing, I'm going to hit my back because those two things, they go hand in hand, right? You can't work your chest without working your back and vice versa. So that might be one set. And then I got a little bit of time left to recover. I'll do something else. Um, lately, I've been on the sled. So I'll start pulling the sled backwards. I'll load that thing up with some 45s. I'll start pulling it backwards, right? Or if I'm doing a leg workout with the quads, I do the heavy squats, Right after that, I might work the kettlebell, something where you got full motion, right? Jump on immediately with no rest. That was so the, the squats, let me start over. The squats were heavy. After that, I might do my kettlebells, which are lighter, then some hamstring curls, maybe. And then in this particular case, I go upper body and I start doing some pull ups, just practicing my pull ups. But I'm giving myself active recovery, right? I'm doing active recovery on myself. That would be a circuit. And I might run through that thing like three times. And then later on, when I got that full pump going, then I go into my traditional split and weightlifting. You know what I mean? When I got the gas going and I'm really feeling changes are happening. So that's number one. Okay? Change your, or maybe not your environment so much as your, so number one would be change your demands. Number two, let's call this one de-emphasize aesthetic goals. So I've talked about it before where um, I've trained a lot of you and a lot of you who, um, I remember one particular woman I trained, she was very like, she's really smart. I think she had a PhD. I've had a few people that I've trained that have PhDs. And this particular woman, like her whole goal was to get back to where she used to be, 
right? And to learn some new skills. So we started boxing a lot, lifting heavy. We did this for like, mm, I'm going to say three years. Well, towards the end of her three years, after being superbly, supremely focused on learning that thing, learning that boxing, getting through the end of her PhD career, feeling more energized, training in with me, also doing her cardio, never caring about what she looked like, again, PhD, um, actively still doing research, she started to defer to her aesthetic goals. And I remember just thinking like, oh, she's reached her personal goals. And at that point for me, I had to check in with her. But one thing that will change and do a meta shift on you when your workouts and your lifts become samey is de-emphasize your aesthetic goals and start looking for strength. Start looking for those big strength standards that teach us so much about how to stay strong and be strong in our daily. I have strength standards on my website. You can go there and clock in, tap in there and see what it is. It's easily scalable, men, women, whatever it need be. Tap in, check those out on my website. I have strength standards for you. And that's if you want to get away from those aesthetic, oh, you know, my shoulders, I want my left rear delt to look a little bit bigger. It's like, well, you know what? Do push-ups. Like, you know, that's what it is. But when we get away from that and we start focusing on new aesthetic goals or non-aesthetic goals and newer strength goals, then we start thinking, yo, um, I want to be able to live better, move better in life. So inside the gym, I'm going to start focusing on, you know, tightening my isometric positions when I do my push-ups, when I do my floor pullovers. I'm going to start looking for good, smooth ranges of motion where I can dial in fully, strengthen my spinal extension and flexion so that when I'm moving stuff around the house, I don't have back injury. I don't have hip injury, right? So that's the second one is de-emphasize aesthetic goals. The first one was change the time under tension. And the last one I'm actually going to stick with this is change the environment. Go somewhere else and train how they train. Get out of Rome and go to Carthage or whatever. Go somewhere where people train differently than you're used to. If you train at one type of gym and they do a lot of group classes, right? Start going to the traditional box gym where you have to jump on to the bars and work that way. Maybe it behooves you to find somebody that will go with you to the powerlifting gym or the Oli gym and start learning technical lifts, right? Maybe it's sports specific, but all of these are ways that you can change your gym environment so you don't get mental fatigue because that mental fatigue will actually, I mean, it's, not something that you'll work past. You'll stay in a place where things get really samey. Um, it's very interesting how we as folks can adapt to becoming comfortable with quotidian, with trite. We get real comfortable, right? We make that groove in our life, right? And we just we're able to just sit there for very long times without changing anything. We're good at that as people. To us, that signifies comfort. It signifies progress if we've found comfortability. And I think a lot of that has to do with the idea in general in our society that comfortability is what we're striving for in general. 
we're striving. We start from whatever starting point we are in our career, right? Maybe you go to school for it, secondary education, whatever. We're trying to get to comfortability. It falls back to the old idea of an American dream. Maybe that comfortability equates to these material things on the outside or it is an internal feeling, right? Whatever. But I think a lot of times we feel like, yo, if I get this, that, and the other, I'll be comfortable. Don't work like that inside of fitness, inside of physicality. Comfortability is a temporary place. When we've reached certain types of strength goals, when we've reached competition goals, we're allowed to stay maintaining those goals, you know, for two months, six months tops. And I mean, tippy top. After that, we best be thinking about other types of ways we can shift. We're either going to change the time under tension, like we mentioned before, de-emphasize our aesthetic goals if they start creeping in, right? And expand on that, get a little bit more um, strength-oriented. Or we're going to change our gym environment. And for a lot of fighter types, that means going to another gym and hearing another fighting Fighter MMA, grappling, martial arts, it means going to another gym and hearing another philosophy. That exists outside of just martial arts, inside of weightlifting, a lot of smart strength coaches out there that'll kick you down with some great game. All you have to do is go on Insta, right, and tap into another strength coach and see what kind of openings they have in your area and eat off their plate a little bit. Just a little, right? Stay for a month, two months, learn something new. Spend the bread and go to a new spot with new minds who are with the business of strength and learn from them for a few months. I've had folks come to me too and do the same thing and ask, hey, I want to learn how to do these Olympic lifts and incorporate these kettlebells. And these are people who are maybe adept at doing a lot of outdoor stuff, outdoorsy types, played a little light intramurals in high school, and they come to me for strength training regiments and programming. And we do that, and it's not going to last a long time, but it's a short and a good, short and a good time. And folks out here learning, that's a good, great thing to do. Change your environment. Find somewhere that's got a new fitness mural. <laughs> Something a little bit more inspiring. Inspiration in this thing is key too, even though we're talking about your body. And that's that's at a premium. Inspiration can be at a premium. So you need to go get that. You need to go after that, guys. I want that for you. So try these three moves out when your lifts become real samey and boring. Meta shifts like this can help you. Let me know how it goes, you guys, by going to the website, egokillershow.com. Fill out the form at the bottom. Let me know what changes you made. If you like this episode, go ahead and rate it on Apple Podcasts. Hit me with that five stars. I'll hit you with a free gift, I promise. And until the next time, thanks for listening. And stay up.